Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it. All right. We're back. Hey, who's ready to go deeper? You ready? We went alluding to this. I uh, actually go back to the Fringe 10 episode with Vaquero. Some of you are ready, and some of you are already deeper. And we're going to keep digging deeper in search of more wisdom and truth. This episode helps uh, set the stage. Make no mistake. We will be going deeper, but Casey thought it would be a good idea for you maybe to get to know us a little bit better first. So here you go. All right. Welcome to the Deeper series. And again, so you're like, Deeper series? What is that? Well, if you've been following us for a while, if you listen to the last episode of The Fringe, interesting enough, by the way, on our own, Nate did share with me, like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> we both got, we both were feeling a bit fatigued, like, okay, how much longer are we going to go on this uh, series? And listen, when you talk politics, you talk um, racial tensions, etc. It can, it can be fatiguing. And, um, and not to say it's, it's extremely important. It's just, we both get the pull, like, okay, we can sit on this fringe forever. But as he always says, we can't stay there forever. Uh, we both had this pull that it's supposed to go deeper. So this is its own series and Nate will join us when he can. And by the way, we, we'll see when we pick up the fringe again, when Nate gets the call and I get the call. So anyway, this is Tommy P talking, and um, I have with me Casey. And Casey, morning. But, yeah, morning, buddy. My brother, Casey, aka Jogging Jesus. And if you've been following this series long enough, or you dig in the episodes, you then you know Casey's voice, and you know how his passion is for the word, and he's always he's one of our deeper advocates for sure. And by the way, independently talk about affirmations, both Nate and I. So I'm getting a pull to Casey. Both of us, individually. We're like, okay, we're definitely supposed to go this direction. So, for some of you are on the fringe, but some of you are not. Some of you have been here, or maybe this has been 20 years of your life so far, and um, this is, this you're going you're, you're gonna to love this, because this is going to go deeper. And for the fringe, then this is for you then to be able to test and validate, like, what is deeper like? And what does it sound like? And why are you guys wanting to go deeper, Right. Uh, that'll be some of the things we're going to answer. And by the way, we're not going to get to all of it today. T uh, Casey had an excellent idea of, we really need to focus on her testimonies because, uh, with the fringe, we got a piece of Nate's, I don't know if really mine's ever been put on and I'm going to give you a simpler version today. We can go deeper again as we're going to try to keep this to, um, a short and sweet 30. So, uh, but Casey, right. you you said, you know, I love the fringe and I got a little taste of Nate's background, but I, I think these listeners need to better understand who you and I are. Yeah, and I think another thing that came to me, and I apologize if you already said this, my dog was being extremely loud. <laughs> we were um, the dogging. What's your dog's name, Casey? It's Nala. She's a husky lab. Uh, knowledge? She's a beast. Yeah, Nala. Oh, Nala. I was talking Nala. Yeah, Nala. Uh, and so another thing that came to me when, when we were thinking about this deeper series is yes we 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 know that there's some people who were who are on the fringe and who have grown to trust Nate's voice mm. uh, 
and maybe now they're they're starting to seek a little bit more but then there's also those people who are who maybe been Christians their whole life and they've heard Bible Bible from the pulpit but they've never actually been encouraged to dig into the Bible itself and and get to know God as a personal being like I've read I've read this book cover to cover yeah. many times and we've talked about this before but like to really read it and and have it pop off the page and have it feel like these words are for me in this moment. Like we're like, I don't know what God's voice sounds like. Well, Rick has said this before, and I believe it's a quote from Ravi Zacharias. If you want to hear God's word, read it out loud, you know, read the Bible out loud. That's, this is God's word. If you want to know what his voice sounds like. And so we actually want to encourage people get into it. And so that's kind of what this is. It's not going to be just teaching, but actually giving examples of what happens when we, when we as Christians step into the impossible call of following, following Jesus and watching him meet us there and do some amazing work. So it's not just going to be teaching, but also some real life testimonies and, and what we've experienced in our lives. So I'm really excited. Yeah, right on. I'm super excited too. And we both got the poll on this. And speaking of, if we're talking about, we're talking about Rock and Rick, right? Before? Yeah. Yeah. And Rock and Rick had also shared, uh, I think it's, uh, <laughs> we're about the word. I, again, it's funny. If you listen to me long enough, I, I was like, I really should know these verses better. This, I guess, this is, this is a good project for all of us, <laughs> at least to get more verse. But it's either second, it's second Timothy or it's Timothy something where it just talks about the importance of the teacher and the responsibility when you start taking this stuff on. We really want to make sure we get this right. I suppose the more in the word we get and the less of us, it's going to, it'll, you know, the more true it can get, but we want to provide some perspective, explain why, why this, why the words do pop to us where some it's just black and white and it's dull and it's boring. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get into it. We're, We're going to get deeper and sometimes we'll get it wrong. And then we're going to ask for time to get it right and correct. But, um, yeah, we're we're gonna get into it. We're we're just gonna take deeper takes, deeper thoughts, getting in the word. So if that's what you've been craving, then the deeper series is absolutely your podcast. And then for those that are not quite sure, then give us a shot and let's see how it goes. But at least I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna do more testimonies today, kind of sharing why and what drove us. And then uh, even maybe another second series of more on the why. Then we're gonna start digging in, right, Casey? Yeah. So I'm interested, Tom, because I don't know if I've even heard your testimony. So if, so if you want to start, I, I, I'm actually excited to hear your take on it and what, what has drawn you to the Bible and drawn you to Jesus and to be such a passionate follower of his to, to the point to even spend your own personal time. And you're right now we're recording at eight o'clock on Saturday. Like you're giving up your Saturday morning for this. What, what brought you to this point? Mm, thank you, Casey. Because you're right. I, I would love to be biking. Or I would love to be fishing uh, right now. But this is a passion on my heart. So why? Uh, and by the way, that the, the testimony here, uh, there might be bit, there might be bits and pieces. I'm going to focus on where I was. Actually, I'll say on the fringe. And then both Nate and I share in common the 20s. And, uh, meaning the twenties was definitely the church of me. 
So let me, but let me back up there a little bit and I'm going to give the front end of the testimony and we'll see what time, because Casey, I want you to share also more about you and then we can do another round as, as uh, I got chapters <laughs> for sure. But the front end, I grew up going to church every Sunday and, um, but I, I didn't like it at all. It was just um, jumping through hoops for me. There was not a lot of heart. Yeah, I went to Sunday school too. And um, for those that were fortunate enough to hear my my dad uh, around Father's Day, um, the Father's Day episode, uh, that was a gift to have someone like him in my life. And my mom, by the way, too. Both were involved with Young Life early. They were That's the reason they drag us to church every week. Um, but as you learn, you can bring people to church, but how's your heart, right? You can go to church your whole life and your heart cannot be engaged. And by the way, you can also go to church your whole life and never crack the Bible. And, um, so what happened was, uh, typical rebellious years, right? Started in my teenage years and, um, uh, played some sports, but I was more interested in parties and girls. And then it really you know, kicked in in college. I mean, I, I, it was the church. I mean, I did okay with grades and stuff like that. And every once in a while I might mix in church just out of habit or feeling of obligation or guilt, but it was, there really wasn't a lot of heart there at all. And then, um, I got married and, uh, you've heard me reference my wife, Lori, a few times, but Lori is the structured one. She's the organized one. She also grew up going to church all the time. Uh, but I would also say in a similar fashion of not a lot of heart, not, it was just more of hoops and just, uh, obligation, but for whatever reason, she was a leader, not me. She's like, we're going to go to church. We were living in Huntington beach, California at the time. And, uh, we got a flyer in the mail <laughs> and it was, uh, um, it was a big plate of peas and it said, is this what it's like to go to church? And I was like, that's exactly it was like for me going to church as a little kid. It felt like eating a big plate of peas. And, um, but Lori dragged me to it. And, uh, you hear the rest of my testimony. There's a lot of that theme, by the way. So Lori dragged me to church, but we were getting married, right? We didn't have kids yet, but we're like, all right, we're missing something. We're missing something. I went to Seabreeze Community Church in Huntington Beach, California, and I was blown away. Blown away. I'd, I'd never seen a church quite like this before. Not No more of the hymns, no more of uh, those um, depressing hymns, at least for me it was. It just, this was music that was modern. It, 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 it just, it was fun. It, 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 it just lit my soul on fire. I just suddenly felt more alive. And then to have a pastor on top of it who could speak and then take something from the Bible, deeper by the way, here's a segue, and then where Lori and I wanted to talk about it after, it, 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 if you can find that church where it's um, Bible-centered, uh, great music, and then uh, for me, it's even more important, a great speaker, uh, it totally made me want to get, it totally, it just, I don't know, I was suddenly on fire uh, in my mid-20s. And um, so then I said, okay. I grew up as a Christian basically my whole life. I was baptized at 13, but more of going through the motions um, I, I, if, I, if I'm really going to believe in this, I need to understand it. I really, so I, that's what I did. Starting in my mid twenties, I went to the front of the Bible, Genesis, 
and I read all the way through. And it took me about a year. And to say I was totally versed, but for the first time, things started popping at me. And it took a little while. And then also, I was like shocked of what was in there. Like my first reaction, by the way, if you start in the Old Testament, I don't know if I recommend it, Casey. I'll have you comment on that. But man, it's deep and dark. I mean, it's, it's, there's, uh, Nate and I've talked about this before, where it's like, uh, there's like, I mean, this is a hard R rated. If you were to make this in a movie, exactly what happens in there. But it was eye opening. But then I started, things started popping at me, the bigger picture and the bigger story. And now, so much later in life, it's, you still hear me talking about things still popping at me. And we just talked about Jonah in the previous episode. I never quite got that out of Jonah before, that message, until Pastor Rick helped enlighten it for me. So there's always room for improvement. And I, 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 for the sake of time, Casey, I want them to get to know you a little bit better too. And by the way, we can do another round. I can talk about the second half of my testimony, but that's the front end. That's where, why I, I got deeper. And, and I had some catalysts, of course, to help me, but I just knew going through the motions, it just felt shallow to me. It almost felt fruitless. And it actually we'll argue it was fruitless, but it was once I got deeper is when really things started to click and make sense. So let me pause there. Casey, I, I, you got, I have heard part of your testimony, which is awesome. So go for it, brother. Yeah, Tom, you've, you've heard this portion of my testimony, a lot, but I do want to. I want to go back to the beginning because that's, yeah, that's where everything was so profound at first. So I, I grew up in a broken home. Uh, there was a lot of, there's a lot of fighting between my mom and my stepdad. A lot of yelling. My mom was addicted to gambling, so she wasn't home a lot, um, and so. But Actually, she, you could pause it for a sec, Casey. You and I actually yeah. had opposite upbringings, but we're yeah, at the same we did. crossroads now, but continue. Yeah, and and I would say I grew up in, with loving parents. Like, my mom showed extreme affection towards us, and my stepdad showed extreme affection towards oh, us. Cool. My dad wasn't really in the picture that much, but now, interestingly, we are best friends. Like, I love the man, but... Anyways, and every once in a while we would go to church, but once, like you, Tom, it was it was very dry to us, and we only went like twice a year, maybe Easter and Christmas. And so it was strange one day when I was about 13, wasn't thinking about God at all, and I remember getting off of the bus and just feeling this pull inside of me hmm. to go into my room, and typically I'd run into the kitchen and and eat whatever was in there. And sometimes there wasn't much in the kitchen because we were very broke. Oh. Um, and there was, there was anywhere between four to eight, eight boys in the house at any given time. Oh and so, yeah. And so this day though, I didn't go to the kitchen. Instead, I went into my room and I remember sitting on my bed. And as I sat down, I didn't hear it as much as I felt it. And it was this voice that just said, pray. And I remember thinking to myself, I have no idea how to pray. I don't know how to pray. And so I just started thanking God for my family, for my mom and my dad, and and just praying that they wouldn't, just like weird things, like that they wouldn't get cancer and and just stuff like that. That Mm. was my first prayer. 
And from there, I started praying every single day. Like I've been praying every single day from that moment and probably haven't missed a day in more than 10 days in that time span. And, and it's been like my anchoring part point is just like actually getting on my knees and talking to God. There's nothing like it for me. But I would say at that point, I never experienced God. I, I would have told you at that point that I never experienced God. And I started having some pretty crazy dreams and still would have said I never experienced God. Mm. And then when I was 15, I started dating this girl and went with her to her church, which was fairly charismatic. And I remember them talking about like the blood of the lamb and this man who was just like torn to pieces and hung on this cross. And, and I remember thinking like, is it okay if I'm, that I'm here? Is this a cult? Like <laughs> if they're handing out Kool-Aid, I am not drinking it. Like people's hands are in the air. They're crying and singing. And, and I remember thinking out. like, I, I will never be them. Huh. I'll never be like that. But then the pastors started talking about baptism. Hmm. And I thought the baptism was just this thing that everyone did when they're a baby. Like it's kind of like Christmas, whether you believe or not, you kind of celebrate, right? Most yeah. people celebrate. Yep. And that's what I viewed baptism as. And I felt that voice inside of me again, say, I want you to do this. Hmm. And I remember getting into the water and going under and being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when I came back up for the first time, I felt clean before God, like absolutely clean, which is a big deal because already by the age of 15, I was deep into sexual sin. Like, like we don't need to go into it now, but just horrific things like worse than you'd like to think mm. and to feel clean before God. Like as I prayed before that, there was always this like thing that I was trying to hide. And now I feel good with him. And then fast forward to about maybe six months later, um, I went to a special service. And at this point, I was already so fixated on getting closer to God that my my girlfriend at the time and her mom, no one came with me. I, I just needed more of God. So I went to this special service at her church. And I remember immediately, like, I just felt this power come upon me. And I know that it's it's strange for some people to hear this, but... I could not keep my hands down. It felt like there was like strings holding them up like I was a puppet. And I could not keep my hands down. I could not keep my eyes from crying. I could not keep myself from just singing to them. And since that day, I have been absolutely changed. Like, I I can't even, I'll, I'll stop there. But there's, there's a lot more to the story. That's just my first 15. But, um... Going back to you, Tom, any comments on that? Anything that you would like to share before we actually talk about maybe why the Bible? Yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, thank you, Casey. Uh, it's a very unique, both uh, testimonies. And I guarantee the listener is probably uh, is one spectrum where I was or on your spectrum or somewhere in the middle, right? And some of you are new. I just say, hey, why deeper test it? <laughs> you can't really, I always said, can you put a comment on Amazon on a book that you've never read? Then you need to at least read it 
then you can judge it. And then you can see where you go. And you might be case where like, I'm never going to be like that, whatever that is. Um, but do, there's a reason this is one of the, well, I think I believe it's the most printed book in the world. So um, it's one of them for sure. And why is it? But I'll tell you one thing, why? There is so much wisdom in this book. Whether you believe in God or not, there's so much wisdom. Proverbs alone is eye-opening, um, where uh, people can get stronger and better. But there is a great story of hope. And that's the other thing, right? As hopeless as this world can feel and seem and is to some, there is a promise here. And there, um, the last thing for the why, I, I say it again and again and again and again. You can argue it's so easy to debate if God exists or not. Uh, it's really hard to argue results. In truth, the Bible is about results. What worked and what didn't in life. What worked with societies. What didn't work in life. We're going to tackle that. That's where we go deeper. And then as we segue in to today of what is working in life and what doesn't. And um, so anyway, brother, segue back to you. And I think then we'll put a bow on this one. But we're going to go more into the why. And then I promise you, listener, we're going to get deeper. So maybe... Also, Casey, maybe we'll just tease a little bit on what's what's coming up on the menu, right? We we've already shared some cool thoughts on Daniel alone, so let's, let's go also more for you on the why. And you you even have a, you have a whole sermon on it, <laughs> so maybe we'll put that up on the uh, page as well. Revisit that, but go ahead, brother. Final uh, comments and thoughts. Yeah, so I'm convinced that the Bible is the greatest book ever written. I mean, let. Let me just list off a couple facts about it. And and this just goes to show how it shaped the world. So Tom mentioned it. The the Bible has sold more copies by far than any other book. It's in the billions where the next book is 500 million. Um, it is the first book that has ever been translated. It's the first it's the first word ever uh, typed out on a telegraph. It was numbers uh 23.3. It was the, get this. So it was the first scripture ever read on the moon. Uh, Neil Armstrong, actually, before he stepped onto the moon, he took communion and then he read John 15.5, which is, I am the, I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, a funny little story about that is when the first astronauts, first Russian astronauts came back from space um the astronaut was asked did you find god up there and he said you know i looked and i looked and i looked and i didn't see him there is no god when the u.s astronaut came back down he was asked did you see god and he said you know i didn't but if i would have left my spacesuit i would have (laughs) and so so it's like it's been it's been to the moon it's been all over but on top of that, here's here's what we'll kind of start touching on. It has 1,600 prophecies in it. Yes. Many of them have actually been fulfilled, and that's what we'll see in Daniel, how, how I believe 125 prophecies are in Daniel, and we can point them out historically, and they were written hundreds and hundreds of years before they ever took place. I, I mean, it is... It is a phenomenal book, and it's also considered the most historically cre- or historically uh, 
incredible ancient document that we have on this planet by far. Mm. And so I don't, I don't just want to try and convince people. My purpose of going deeper is I want to prompt you to actually just start digging into it yourself, start right. researching it, That's right. doubt it. It's okay to ask questions because it's been my questions where I'm like, this question cannot be answered. And then I start doing research and I end up being blown away and it's actually made my faith so much stronger. Mm. Word on that, brother. You and I both, and uh, although we had definite dif- different upbringings, at least the listener now got a better idea of who we are. And we'll do, we'll work on that too, Casey, you hold me accountable when we think we need to share other parts of our life as we get deeper into this and as it connects. So just know, listener, yes, we're going to go more into the why, and we're definitely just going to get in deeper on just certain readings, certain t- texts, and the, the prophecies as you talk about. And one other thing, well, I, I, I'm, go ahead, Casey. And I think too, I don't, I don't just want to make this scripture. I want... There's there's a lot of things for new believers that I wish that I would have known. Things yes, like right. why why do we pray? Does God actually answer prayers? Like right. I have so many testimonies on this. Or why read the Bible? Is it trustworthy? What's the point of it? Or right. what about when I'm struggling with addiction or or doubt? And I just keep on getting lambasted by all of this stuff. But I want to follow Jesus. Like how does He see me? Does He love me? Like, I want to get into this. Why can we just keep on pursuing him? Why should we be Mm. passionate about him? Perfect. I think that's an excellent note to end on for this one, Casey. So, all right, deeper, deeper series. Stick with us. More to come. And uh, pumped that uh, you're giving us a shot. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Um, Listen, you now know us a bit better. Next, we are going to tackle uh, more of why of Deeper, and I can't wait to share those insights with you. Uh, Casey's got some really cool stuff already. He's been digging deep on that that's uh, waiting on the horizon for you. So stay tuned. And I I told Casey I was going to end this thing in a quick prayer. So if you're able, just quick bow with me and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for those listening today. And thank you for the words uh, in James and elsewhere, which says there's great responsibility for those that are willing to share and willing to teach. And uh, we do take that very seriously. Uh, We know we're flawed. And I thank you for the listeners' mercy of dealing with their flaws as we navigate through this. But may we get to the truth. May we better share the truth, shine the light, the truth. May our eyes be further opened and the listener as well of what your message is and what you want them to better understand and what they can better share as well. May we help accomplish this in the deeper series. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, ending on a song note, Casey's Choice. This is Cody Davenport. The name of the song is Set of Fire. And stating the obvious, there are good fires and bad fires in your life. And clearly, Part of our purpose is we want to encourage you with the good fires that benefit you, that can benefit your loved ones, and even maybe the ones you don't know yet. So give the lyrics a listen and reflect. And if you could give Cody some love and add it to your playlist, now go, serve, love, and dare to go deeper in your reading, studying, and understanding. No place I
no place I rather be. There's no place I rather be. Hearing your love, hearing your love. There's no place I rather be. There's no place I rather be. There's no place I Here 